0: On today's show, we're speaking to Joe Mosley, who's a solo adventurer, author, and filmmaker who finds the joy in living. We spoke about the importance of living in the present, enjoying what life has to offer you as you get older, and finding those pockets of joy. She reflected on times in her 40s and 50s when she struggled, and how when she was younger, she never envisaged her life like that. And we chatted about when she was at her lowest, how she managed to turn things around with paddleboarding, adventures, writing a book, and making a film. She now says she feels excited about hitting 60 and seeing what's in store for her. Before we get started, though, can I ask that you give us a follow on your podcast app or Instagram. Now let's get on with the podcast. Welcome to Retirement Rebel Life After 60. I'm your host, Siobhan Daniels. Join me on a journey to meet inspiring rebels who've redefined retirement. Together, we'll explore new passions, triumphs over challenges, and discover the vibrant possibilities of life after 60. This is about living boldly, not just aging. So are you ready to rebel? Last week, I spoke to Barbara Scully, journalist, broadcaster, and author of Wise Up, who unraveled harmful attitudes towards aging. We agreed that ageism is at crisis point in society and that things do need to change if we're to have more fulfilling lives as we get older. If you haven't already, give it a listen. Welcome, Joe. Oh, thank you, Siobhan. I am so excited. I know. Well, I, I mean, our paths have crossed many times, haven't they? Um, at the Kendall Mountain yes. Festival, and we both spoke together at the Wild Writers Festival. Yeah. You're someone who loves to find the joy in life. Why is that important to you?
1: I just think that we need to live very much in the present. We, we spend our lives thinking about the past or the future, but finding joy in the present just makes the most of every day. And we only have one life, as far as we know, and just to make the most of every day uh, as much as we can and, and just to find little pockets of joy wherever wherever possible.
0: Now, our paths have crossed many times, haven't they? We've both got the same publisher. I spoke to you, I think, first of all, was it about three years ago in lockdown when I started doing some Instagram Lives?
1: Yeah, amazing. I mean, yeah, it, the last three years, have they've both flown by, but also we've both
0: packed quite a lot in, haven't we? And we've both met an awful lot of strong, adventurous, positive living women, haven't we, in our lives?
1: Yeah, I think we both sort of seek them out and also kind of attract them in a way. And and yeah, they've all contributed to our lives. And I have a, a little saying, we rise by lifting others. And I truly believe that of this generation that we do do that as we're sort of progressing forward in our lives. We are lifting each other and inspiring each other.
0: Well, you've definitely been a support to me along the way as I've been a pro-age campaigner and trying to forge my path and getting people to hear. Um, And I love the way that you um, are are embracing getting older because that's what I'm all about, giving that positive ageing message, stopping women from self-limiting and stopping them from... Losing themselves when they the midlife, we often find difficult situations. I know I was broken in my mid fifties for the menopause, death of relatives, struggling in the workplace. You yourself had a difficult period, didn't you, when you were in your mid fifties, and that's when you needed to find some joy in your life. Just take me back to to that period.
1: Yeah. So for me, it was mainly in my late forties, and my fifties have been really good. But my 40s weren't so great. So for me, it was my late 40s. You know, I was divorced, um, single mom, just trying to keep everything going. Mum and dad were both having chemotherapy. My mum died and the menopause and it all just hit at the same time. And so, yeah, it was a really dark, dark time for me. Very, very sad, which is why I like to look for joy, because when you've been sad and broken, I think you relish and cherish the joy even more. Um, because you know how special it is. So yeah, it was a really difficult time. And then through a a variety of things like the rowing challenge, uh, once mum had died, I raised a lot of money for Macmillan Cancer Support in her name. And I just started to rebuild myself. What was that challenge? So I rowed, so it was 10 years ago, This year, I rode a million meters, two half marathons and a marathon. And I did all that um, on a a rowing machine. So a million meters is sort of like um, from Paris to Edinburgh over a period of months. The marathon was on one day. And I did all that really to work through my grief and to raise money in mum's memory. And then I just was really rebuilding myself. And had been really since my late 40s, mid to late 40s. And then my 50s came and it was like, right, what else can I do? And meeting other inspiring people and, and women and just sort of following their lead, really. And I think my impression was that in your 50s, you, everything would be settled and life would be sorted. But for me, it was reinventing, and, you know, re, rewriting a story for me. And now I feel coming to the end of my 50s, what's the next chapter that I would kind of want to write for myself? So,
0: yeah. Do you think a lot of women, though, in their 50s feel that, that it is a time for them to reinvent themselves as they're approaching their 60s? Because I know when I was in my 50s, I thought this was almost like the beginning of the end. I, I had no idea that life was going to be as good as it is now approaching 65. And do you think a lot of women find themselves in that place? And, and how did you feel?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of women, I think we're led to believe that by our, well, certainly growing up, that by your 50s, 60s, life would be so settled and you would just kind of go on this trajectory, but it would be a trajectory of decline, sort of like you'd reach your peak in your 40s and it would go downhill. Whereas it was really downhill in my late 40s, so I couldn't really go any further. So I had to rebuild and now I'm kind of going upwards to the top of the hill and, and there's still, you know, more peaks to climb, so to speak. But I think it is easy. The media sort of gives up a lot on women in their 40s and 50s it's very easy to mock them it's very easy and to, 60s oh yeah definitely I mean I think I thought my 60s would just be sort of I don't know I didn't think I never even imagined what they would be like because they were just a blank like why would I have vibrancy or <laughs> interest or dude you know it would just be like a blank time um Or it would still be very much a time of giving, giving, giving. And I think this generation is saying, okay, we've given, given, given. Maybe it's time to take a little energy back for ourselves and a little space for ourselves and look at our dreams. And so, um, but from what I can see as I go on, that there's generation, the sort of people like you are just kind of reinventing what it means to be 60. And I think I always thought that 60s and 70s were this, very, everybody was very similar and very beige. But the more mm. I researched, the more I realized how different everybody is. And we're lumped together by the media as over 40, over 50, over 60. But the diversity within it of how men and women women are leading their lives is so interesting. It's like everybody's doing so many different things, following conventional paths, following, less conventional paths, than I find it absolutely fascinating. I work with women and men in their 60s, 70s and 80s in my day job. And I find it incredibly fascinating.
0: I love it there when you say about the beige, because one of the things that I shout from the rooftops is when you retire, you refire. But I also say when you age, you don't beige, you don't fade into the background. And I do find a lot of things for older people, clothing, a lot of clothing, it just suddenly becomes dowdy. It is getting better. But it's still got a long way to go. And I also think when people need things in their house, maybe to help them get in and out the shower or handles to when they're sort of trying to get up steps, if if they become a little bit infirm when they're aging, they're all greys and browns and creams. And you think, come on, where's the vibrant colours? Where's the imagination? You know, we don't have to live in an environment like that. But take me back now to when you actually rediscovered something as you were getting older didn't you paddleboarding and you had an amazing adventure
1: yeah so in 2016 I had my first paddleboarding lesson I'd injured myself and as I was recovering I took this first lesson on derwent water and um, and I know this you know it's a phrase that you often use in terms of being a warrior woman and I for the first time in months, I said I felt like a warrior, not a worrier. And, you know, worrying is my natural, you know, default mode and always has been as a, as a little girl and as a woman. And so, yeah, 2016. And then in 2019, I became the first woman to paddleboard coast to coast um, across the country, raising money, picking up litter. That led to a podcast, it led to two little films I made, it led to a feature film, it led to my first book and then my second book. So yeah,
0: one little thing changed my life. Gosh, you rushed through all that. Yeah. You rushed through all that though then. It's, I mean, yeah. it's major achievements. I mean, you paddleboarded all that way. There must have been some highs and lows when you were actually doing it. And what, what kind of emotions did you go through? And did you ever think, do you know, maybe I'm too old to be doing this?
1: Yeah, no, I did. And I was told I was too old. I mean, that was the thing. Back in 2016, when I had the idea, and I told a few people, I was told that it would be logistically too difficult, it would be complex, but it would also be too difficult for me. And I was only coming up to 52 at the time. And instead of going as I would do now, well, yeah, whatever, mate, you know, thanks for your <laughs> yeah. opinion, you know, which I won't do now. But at the time I was like, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe I am too old. Maybe I can't do this because it was something that only one person had done, um, a friend of mine, Jason, you know, and the message was still very much that these sorts of things were beyond us. And what did I feel on on the journey? All the feelings, you know, all the feelings, excitement, joy, worry, tears, you know, facing emotions on the canal that you sort of have a, a bit buried and, you know, wondering, is this possible? Can I do it? Have I got the strength? And then even on the canal, I remember, I think I was about 80 miles in and somebody said, where have you come from? And I said, Liverpool. And he went... Yeah, in your dreams you know what i mean like <laughs> i've done this and you're still questioning me and i guess that just and at the time and, and in the film brave enough i sort of joke and say oh i don't think they think i can do it but now i think my answer would be that's just wrong you know why why does somebody feel that they can question somebody you know trying to fulfill their dream you know keep your mouth shut you know you don't need to comment on a woman's ability to do something it's not a requirement yeah it, all the feel- and then just feeling very very pleased that I had accomplished it we'd raised money um my dad was there it was an emotional an emotional time really um and it just sort of made me realize that that I was probably braver than I thought I mean I think we've discussed this that we've both been through times when life has forced us to be brave, you know, work situations, breakup of relationships, being single parents, going through the menopause. And life has has forced us to be brave. But sometimes there's also a time like this was, which was, I'm going to choose to be brave. I'm going to choose to go out there and do something. Like you've done, like you've gone off in Dora the Explorer. You've chosen to do that. You've chosen to write about it, to podcast about it. And those are times when, People can take pot shots at you, but you realise, actually, I can do this. And if I can be brave enough to do this, what else can I be brave enough to do? And it just builds up. It's like a muscle, isn't it? Courage is a bit like a muscle.
0: Yeah, and and you said there that you were told at some stage that you're too old. And and do you think the fact that that, that is prevalent in, in society, that a lot of people are told, oh, you can't do that, you're too old to do that, that it, it makes us begin to be fearful and begin to self-limit far too early on in our lives and I think women like you and I hopefully are showing other women get out there have your adventure go and do it because it is possible and you feel so alive I mean I found my courage because I was not going to accept the cards that I could see that society seemed to be handing me I I thought to myself no I want to go out there and forge my own path and find my happiness and show that it can be done but I was really frightened at the time I remember I didn't show it so much but inside I was really frightened because I didn't know where I was going but I found my courage and I'm saying to other women if you feel as low as that then go for it and that's exactly what you do
1: yeah and, and you it's not a case of not being afraid I mean obviously not I'm not talking in terms of physical things but it's it's a case of I'm not saying I'm not afraid I'm going to do it, saying I am a bit afraid and I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm just going to see how it goes and test my limits and, you know, go out of my comfort zone. And I'm not saying that we all have to do mega scary things or... Big challenges or change our lives, but just slightly pushing the boundaries and, and overturning that built-in ageism, which is, says I'm too old, I can't do. I mean, the number of young women I see on Instagram and and, and social media, sort of saying, oh, "I'm 37, I'm just a bit too old for this," and I'm like, "No, you're really not." Know. You know. What <laughs> do you think know, is, oh my gosh, I'm starting this and I'm 37 and I'm like, yay, go for it. You know, um, whether they listen to me or not, I have no idea. But, you know, I think we do just need to keep encouraging each other that we can do more than we think we can.
0: How was your film Brave Enough received? Was, and was it sort of shown to older women and younger women, you know, across the board?
1: Yeah, so it it was in lockdown that the film came out. Um, So the uh, director, Frit Tam, and I, we did online screenings. And um, I think we had four, I think we had one industry and four sellout online. And there were people of all ages, to be honest. And then uh, then film festivals like Kendall, which is such a prestigious place for it to be filmed, uh, to be screened. There were men and women in the audience. I think. I get a lot of feedback from women in their 40s, 50s and 60s, definitely do, just saying, gosh, I can really recognize myself, whether that's because we talk about the menopause or divorce or being a single parent or motherhood, miscarriages. You know, I talk about a lot of things which those women are sort of touch point. But then I also get a lot of men saying, wow, I understand my wife a bit better. I'm a bit more thoughtful Mm. about that. You're like my mum. <laughs> I get a lot of that You're Just like my mum. <laughs> my mum would like you or whatever. So I think all ages, obviously the 40, 50, 60s, I think definitely it really um, spoke to them. But then, uh, you know, a more diverse audience as well. So, yeah, we were we were really, really pleased.
0: Yeah, I find a lot of the youngsters that, that I come up against, They and they say, you know, you're like my mum kind of thing. But they also love the fact... That I'm being so vibrant and out there and having my adventures and facing my fears and being honest about the highs and the lows. They they say I'm going to go back. I'm going to tell my mum. You know she's got to read your book, Retirement Rebel. You yes. know I want her to do. They a lot of younger people want their parents to live their life to the full, don't they? And I think it kind of makes them sad when they see they're not grabbing life.
1: Yeah, I do. It's always, it is always really nice when they sort of say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell my mum and she's going to take a paddleboarding lesson or she's going to go swim in the sea or she's going to go for, a you know, go camping or whatever. And I just sort of feel like, wow, that's just a lovely little thing that maybe I've just encouraged someone to do something that maybe she wouldn't have thought of doing. And that's always what I want to do is just, I think I'm very much at that sort of messages from people who aren't doing something to people who do something for the first time. I'm not the elite. I'm not the endurance. I'm not the sort of, you know, but I'm very much encouraging women who've not done something to be that bridge to help them do something. Um, And I think that's where my kind of strength lies. Yeah, it is always really lovely when they say, oh, my mum took a paddleboarding lesson because of you. And you're like, oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) Talking about doing things for the first time, I've noticed on your social media, that you're doing something for the first time and I think it's incredible <laughs> skateboarding
1: you know? skateboarding so yeah I've always wanted to skateboard you know I mean I don't know about you but like my brother had a he was a couple of years younger than me he had a skateboard and I tried it but never really had any less you know when I was like 11 12 never had any lessons my son's got tiny little penny boards and about 10, 10, 11 years ago, but they were tiny, tiny. So I've approached it in a really kind of nerdy way, um, which is I'm having lessons. I bought a book. I've got an online course. I'm going on retreats. You know, I think it's brilliant. Nerding out on skateboarding um, because obviously safety is a factor. You know, when Mm -hmm. you bounce... As a toddler, you bounce, I don't know how many, I was talking to someone, I said, how many times do you think a toddler falls down in a day? I mean, we're like 100, 200, and they go, "Oops!" <laughs> and bounce up. Well, you know, when you fall at 59, it, <laughs> it might not be quite as bouncy. So I am taking it really seriously in terms of the safety, I'm like completely padded up.
0: Did you say you're going on a retreat? Yeah, I'm going on a retreat in the woods in October. Just think it's incredible. When I saw you with all the kit on, having your first lesson when you showed up, I just thought, how brave, how wonderful. You're just such a great inspiration for women. It's the last thing. I mean, I think I'm, I'm pioneering, but it's the last thing I would have thought about, you know. And I did find <laughs> myself thinking, oh, I'd be too old. And I thought, stop it, Siobhan. You're probably just a bit more sensible than me, but no. I, it's something I've always wanted to
1: do. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> it's something I've always wanted to do. And I think we all know this, time is precious. And I think with my day job, I work for a church, I'm a parish administrator. I look after people who are getting married and having baptisms, but also funerals. And death is a part of life. And I, and I just think that life is just very short and precious. And if you have a dream you should try it. And I've always had a dream that I would like to learn to skateboard. And very much on my terms, I'm not gonna be doing the, you know, the funky flips and all this stuff. And I'm I'm just gonna keep- <laughs> Oh, please super do, safe, please do. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I have my own goals and that's what I want to achieve. And it's a really lovely community. My, My instructor has been away in America and I'm like super excited that he's coming back and then I'm gonna book my lessons again. And I'm, you know, doing little practicing and it's just a lovely, lovely thing to do. And what really surprised me when I went to the skateboard shop in Leeds and I just walked in, I thought, oh, my God and these kind of like kids with you know baggy jeans and tattoos and all this kind of look and baseball caps kind of looked at me and like they're just gonna laugh at me and they just smiled and they were so nice and the the staff in the shop was so nice and then this woman came up to me and she was with her son and she said are you who are you buying the skateboard for and i went me and she went (laughs) wow she said where'd you go and i went LS and and she said I take my son there. I said, well, maybe you could have a lesson then she went, maybe I could. <laughs> you know, and I just thought, well, she will. But, you know, and the kids at the skate park are so sweet. And like the little eight-year-olds are like, no, you need to do this. Oh. And then the older men come up and they say, okay, let me teach. And they're so nice. And honestly, these kids just look so cool that in the past, I might have thought, oh, God, they're just going to laugh at me. They just looked and they're like, oh, no that's what that's what you need to look at oh no that's that comes with that or oh no that's this mate you know and they were like teaching me in this shop and and just smiled at me you know just literally smiled at me and 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 I felt
0: so welcome I can feel the joy from you as you're doing it
1: yeah it is it's just really nice and it's it's tiny I think I love being a beginner I think that's where I'm really good at things. I love being a beginner. <laughs> I love learning. And and that's kind of what I approach my 60s with. I want to learn how to be 60. And you're giving people that chance to say, oh, I could be this in my 60s. I think when I envisage all the, me listening to all your podcasts over the next few months, it's like, oh God, that's a good idea. Oh, I could take a little bit from each of them and, you know, like a recipe and make it, you know, because we're not all the same. I think that is... What your podcast is going to show is that being 60 is not one way. There are so many different ways you can be 60. And I want to learn from all your guests. So I'm excited.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm just going to interrupt for a moment to shamelessly plug my book, Retirement Rebel. It's published by Vertebrate Publishers. And it's my honest account of feeling broken in my 50s and finding my happy place in my mid-60s. I got rid of my home and possessions and hit the road in my motorhome for a roller coaster ride along life's adventures. I want it to help younger women not to fear aging and older women to grab life and run with it. You can purchase a copy in most bookstores and on Amazon. Right, now back to the conversation. But also, you're doing sort of like a countdown to being 60, aren't you? I've been looking on your yeah. suddenly you're upside down all the time. What's that about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so when I had COVID last year I had COVID and, and I just injured my ribs so I was just feeling a bit grim really and I thought I need something little I'm very good at having little things just to keep my joy topped up each day and so I thought well I'll do a headstand a day until I'm 60 so um and I do it and I share it on my social media and just on my little stories and 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 it. And, and now what I'm also doing is using it as a diary so it's like Headstand of the day, the 20th of um, January, it was really windy on the beach or it was quite snowy in the garden or I went to my special place. So I've got like a little record and I really take these moments just to breathe and just completely live in the moment. Like, what can I see upside down? And am I calm? (laughs) And am I getting stronger? And sometimes it's just like, oh, you know... I didn't realize I forgot to bring a hat so my head's covered in mud or whatever. Um, but it's just a joyful little thing and it is leading me up to being so I'm 60 at the end of this year and and it's just like I want to arrive at 60 quite joyful
0: and this is just a nice way to count down really. I think it's brilliant. I know when I first saw you posting them, it made me think to myself, do you know what? I haven't done a handstand for years. So I I put my camera up and I went to film it just to show you that I was useless and I was going to corpse. And I surprised myself. I actually managed to do one. But I tell you, one was enough. I wouldn't be doing one every day.
1: (laughs) One was great. In fact, recently I did one just before I went for a swim and I had my pyjamas on um, on the beach, which was a bit funny. But um, yeah, I'm sure people were like, what is she doing in in the pyjamas?
0: But one of the things that I like about you as well as you're doing all your adventures and finding the joy in your life is you give back a lot. And it's important for you to give back, isn't it? In in what ways do, do you give back?
1: I guess I do like encouraging other people. Um, I guess that's, you know, I, I get a lot of DMs where, you know, someone's saying, how do I do this? How do I do that? I always try and really pay attention when people ask me questions and support other people and, and say, look, this person's doing this and they're great. And so I I guess it all just comes back to those times in life, which we all know, which I'm sure your listeners know. And I know, you know, and I know, I know. When you felt very lonely and very sad and very broken, and you just wish somebody would have put their arm around you and say it's mm. going to be okay, and if I can do that in a small way, then I'm paying back for the you know for the people that did that to me, um, and often they were strangers as well. They were women in supermarkets who said, "I don't know why you're crying, but whatever it is, it's going to get better." And I guess mm-hmm. I'm just paying that back all that kindness back and, and knowing that, you know, behind those masks that we all have, which are like, yeah, no, everything's fine. It's really great. Actually, there's a lot of people that are struggling and you just want to say it's going to be it's going to be OK. I don't know what you're going through and it might be a while before it's OK. And I'm not having like toxic positivity or anything, but it will be OK. It can get better. You're not alone.
0: And that's sort of what I try and do really um, in a small, small, small way. And I also think it's so important... For people to to talk, you said about having the mask. I had the mask. I went around trying to pretend that everything was fine, as I was getting worse and worse and, and not coping with life. And I think one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is to have this platform, and hopefully women will listen to it, and then they will talk with their friends, and then they will open up more about exactly what's happening to them if they're fa- facing ageism or if they're struggling approaching sixty or being in their sixties. Then they can talk to one another because I don't think we talk positively about aging as much as we should do
1: no I don't think we do And, and I don't want to be like oh you know there are things about becoming 60 that I'm like oh my gosh Wow, how did that happen? Where did the last, you know, where did the last 40 years go? You know, have I done enough? Have I contributed enough? Have I failed myself? Have I failed my Uh, you know, you think of all these questions. And so rather than just say, oh, it's all going to be fine and dismissing any questions. It's like I want you want to explore them and say, I'm not the only one that wakes up and thinks, damn, I never became an astronaut. You know, (laughs) when I forget (laughs) to do that, you know. (laughs) There are things, which, I mean, I would never be an astronaut because I'm quite scared of heights, but um, there are (laughs) things that you you realize it's probably not going to happen. However big you dream, I'm probably not. Like, I always thought I'd have this really long happy marriage unless I get married tomorrow, which is very unlikely, I'm not going to have a 40 or 50 year old marriage that I can look yeah. back on. So it's like something you have to reconcile yourself to maybe not happening, but what else can you still do? It's, it's reconciling and accepting some limitations, but also breaking through other limitations as well.
0: Well, I think you get a lot of limitations. I did with the when I was going through the menopause, because your bod my body was sort of letting me down and my mind and I didn't feel right. And and you begin to think, oh my goodness, is this it? Am, uh, am I ever going to be, be able to be as physically active as I was? And actually, once I got yeah. through that, the other side, I would honestly say, for me, this is the best phase of my life.
1: Yeah, because also I think we have to, we recognize we have to look after ourselves. And I think the menopause forced me to start looking after myself. But then, you know, you do and you realize that, yeah, there are limitations. You know, you might do a workout and you might need more recovery time or whatever, but you can build it into your life and look after yourself. And like, you know, you have, I have seen on your social media kind of like you're glowing, you know, sometimes I'm like, what's your mom? What are you Thank on? you. Uh, you know, and partly I think it is an internal thing. Partly I think it is you are up in Northern Scotland and it is the sunshine on your face and you are just glowing from joy. But also partly because, you know, you're looking after yourself. And I think women do grow in into themselves, don't they? I mm. think there's a real... I love looking at those things where they have actresses like in her 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And I think the beauty comes through in some of the women in their 60s. And you're like, God, the beauty is just glowing out of your face because they're so settled in who they are. Not settled compromise, but just settled and accepting and then exploring different things. They're not trying to be anyone except themselves. And I think that's just amazing. And that's what I aspire to be, really.
0: Talking about the beauty, I think that we need to start rethinking the way we think of beauty and what is beautiful. Because, like you, I love to see older women's faces. You know, where they've 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 really lived. You look into their eyes; they're they're alive, they're glowing. Their smile radiates, and yet everybody seems yeah. to have this obsession with anti aging and it, it drives me bonkers.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just don't understand because why would you be anti the opportunity to keep living longer? Mm. Part is a natural part of life, why would you be anti the process of, of having more time on this earth, being with people that you love? I mean, and so, yeah, I saw a little video of Julianne Moore and Annette Bening, and, and, it, and they were just looking so lovely. And, and I kind of put it on my stories and I think what was lovely was you saw Annette Benning's sort of wrinkles and a little bit of wrinkle on her cheek. And it really reminded me of what my mum had looked like sort of in her early 60s. And I just thought these women have all lived their lives. They've got a beautiful friendship here. And yeah, let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate all that we have been through and all the wisdom that we have accumulated. I'm not saying that all older people are naturally wise, but many of us have gained some wisdom at some point through some really difficult times. So yeah, definitely, I'm not really into that whole trying to look younger.
0: Do you think ageism that that is prevalent in society, well, in the world, the World Health Organization has got campaigns to try and combat ageism. Do you think that plays into the fact that we struggle to age more naturally?
1: Yeah, because I think that we're—it's seen that looking older is, is often seen as a derogatory thing. You know, it's your old, old, old woman, old, old, you know, it's very much, it's a way to put someone down rather than to celebrate them and to celebrate the wisdom and the lives that they've led. And so you keep hearing that. And so it makes you shrink a little bit sometimes when people say that and you think, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should just be invisible. You, and, and I think there are all sorts of ways that, we just hear it either from advertising or newspaper articles or um, how sometimes the media pits generations against generation, you know, like maybe in the housing market or whatever. And, and it's like, well, do not think we have, some of us have children and we, you know, it sort of goes, oh, like I'm a boomer by five days. So I think I'm more of a Gen <laughs> X than a boomer, but it's like, you know, they pit generation. <laughs> you know, I was I was very much a Gen X baby in terms of you know, how, how I was brought up. And certainly financially, I'm not a beamer. But I do think the media sometimes hits people against each other, uh, generations against each other. And we really shouldn't do that because we're all just trying to get along in our own sweet way and look after each other and look after the planet, hopefully. So, yeah, there's a lot of messaging that we, you know, oh, you look good for your age Ooh. rather than, oh, you look great today or you look well today,
0: whatever. You know, I hate all that stuff. Hate it. It's just so... But in your skateboarding, you're hanging out with, like you say, people of all ages. And I think we need to to encourage that to happen more. Maybe maybe not skateboarding for me, but if we did, I really want to do sort of intergenerational dinner parties. So you can talk to the young people and think, what do they think about getting to 60? What do they think it's going to be like in their 60s? And then for the older people to say, well, this is what it's like in our 60s. And and how can we work together to change it so that we can all live our best lives possible every single day and age as positively as we can? But like you say, I do agree there's too much pitting against each other for the generations. But we need to talk.
1: I think sometimes younger generations maybe don't realise that women of my generation, our generation couldn't buy houses without a man's signature or or get credit cards or, you know, all these things. And these are not things that happened centuries ago. These are in our lifetime. There are women whose careers and opportunities to express themselves professionally were really curtailed or their financial decisions or divorce laws and where children went you know these are things that women have really had to and and men have had to fight for in different generations and and i think if we could explain some of that and then the younger generations could explain to us what they see about things i mean i love having conversations with my sons who are in their 20s and i'm like Mm. i don't get that and then they'll explain something and i'll go oh okay
0: you know um and these are the boys i raised i mean you must have that with sammy no, I agree with you totally, because it's, this, yeah, it's the same with my daughter. We, we're able to talk about things, and I'll say something, and she's quite shocked because of my attitude towards it, and then she will explain something to me about what she thinks about ageism and comments that I will pull people up on. yeah and And I just see things in, from a different perspective when I talk to her. And I think that's very important. And hopefully I get her sometimes to see things from a different perspective. But I do think I'm determined to to following on from the podcast to to try and do something with dinner parties and get the generations together um, so that we can just forge a way forward and be happy and find the joy. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, it was so funny, just a little snippet when I was at the skateboard, this little boy said, do you want an opal fruit? And I was like, no, I'm really good, thank you. Um, and he went, no, I insist you have an opal Aww. fruit. It's <laughs> like, and then I was doing something and he came up to me and he goes, no, you need to do it like this. And I was like, but I'm trying. And he like, yeah, but, you know, try harder. <laughs> I was like, like, you're joking and I'm like you don't understand this is really hard for me and I'm quite scared that I'm gonna pour and he was just like just do it like literally and then his mum came up and she was just like yeah leave the lady alone and I was like no no it's really helpful and he was <laughs> <laughs> He make me some really really good tips and But it was so natural to him. He was like, you'll just fall, it'll be okay. And, you know, just have another opal fruit. And I was like, no, really? (laughs) Um, My teeth can't take anymore. Opal fruits solve everything. (laughs) Yes, I I insist you have a sweet. Um, And then there was like 16-year-old boys because you can do scooters as well. And honestly, they were going down the ramp, up, twisting and jumping. And I was just like looking at them it was like watching a television programme and I was like, no, no, you go first. And, and they were just so lovely. And so it was just really fun and um, I can't wait for him to
0: get back and then I can have more. Yeah, but the thing I'm noticing when you're talking about it is how you become so joyful. And you're radiating joy and you're almost become even more alive than you are. And, and yeah. hopefully people that are listening to this, you never know, you might get some more skateboarding pals taking to it <laughs> as they're in their 60s. But certainly not me. It won't be me. What would you say to anybody that maybe would want to do a, or skateboarding, paddleboarding, anything, any adventure in their 60s? I would say definitely
1: give it a go, but I would definitely say get a lesson, definitely with paddleboarding. That's always in my books, you know, get a lesson. Get a lesson, meet other people, start small and be a beginner, you know, unleash that in a beginner. Just don't feel, I, I think one of the things that happens naturally as you get older is you you worry less what people think. I think that's a natural thing. You, you're, I spend mm. a lot of my life trying to please people and then realize that, I could do everything to please them and they still wouldn't be pleased. And so I think one of the greatest gifts of getting older is you just don't worry what other people think of you anymore or as much. So I would just say, just do it. If you want to tr- uh, just try it, take a lesson, completely get all your safety kit, both in paddleboarding and skating um, and just find people that will cheerlead you and be a beginner and don't be afraid to fail. I think that is another thing benefit of getting older is not being afraid to fail anymore yeah because you think well I've only got one chance at this you know this this life thing as far as we know so I'm just gonna have a go and if I fail well I have tried at least just just try and know that there are loads of other people that are out there doing it as well and a lot of people cheering you on a lot of people
0: I, when I feel fearful, I, I really push myself. And I just think, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? And I try, try and break it down in my mind. And like you say, I, I've got more confident as I've got older and I've got more. I don't really care what people think. Yeah. I used to be desperate for everybody to like me and everybody to, to think that I was doing the best. So I would try too hard. Many times I try too hard. And then I had this overwhelming sense of disappointment in life. And I think now I'm just going for it and actually finding so much more joy. But I ask all my guests one question. Yeah. Um, And I've got to ask you this, but I, I think I know the answer actually, but it's when was the last time that you felt like a rebel
1: I guess most recently would be going into the skate park and going into to the skateboard shop and thinking, this is not what people expect. And I remember coming out of the skateboard shop with a skateboard under my arm and it was Christmas time. It, so it was between Christmas and New Year. And this guy came up to me and I thought, oh God, what's he going to say? I think he was a bit drunk. I was like, oh, you know, in the middle of Leeds, what's he going to say? And he goes, are you are going to skateboard that home? I bet you'd be able to do it. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. And I was like, no, I really wouldn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, thank God they didn't just say, what have you got that for? I'm not a very rebellious person because I, like, I do like to follow the rules quite a lot. But I do think that was just... It was saying to myself... The the little girl who was 10 and 11 who would have loved to have done this, I'm kind of honouring, I know it sounds a bit woo-woo, but I'm kind of honouring that little girl's dream. And that's not what you expect of people at all, really. Um, Not what you expect of a woman approaching her 60s. But, you know, I only have one chance at this and I just want to have a go. And we'll see and I'll yeah
0: we'll see we'll see as i keep practicing i for one love seeing this rebellious side of you and i i can't wait to see how you progress on your skateboard <laughs> and i'm thrilled to have been able to speak to you on the podcast so if anybody wants to get your book where can they get it from and what's the name of your book and if they want to keep in touch with you thank you um so I have my
1: first book, uh, which is behind me, is called Stand Up Paddleboarding in Great Britain. And I have a new book coming out in May. I guess writing two books about paddleboarding is quite rebellious too. So that's coming out in May and that's Paddleboarding in the Lake District. So that will be, again, with Vertebra, who are our, both our publishers. And I'm Joe Mosley on Instagram, J-O-M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. And my website is joemoseley.com. So it's super simple and books available
0: on. From all good publishers, all good bookshops, and, and all obviously online. So, and having a, your second book out when you're 60 in your what a great way to start your 60s. And thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Shimon. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Joe Mosley just as much as I did. What I took away from our time talking together was that Joe really sees the joy in life she's doing all she can to see the positives that can come with being 60 as well. And contrary to what a lot of people think about aging, she sees her next decade as potentially the best time of her life. And that's exactly what I hoped this podcast would enable others to feel in their 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond. We agreed that even if we're afraid, we do need to tackle new things as we get older. Jo's just taken up skateboarding as she's approaching 60, which I think is marvellous and inspirational. Um, It's not my thing, but maybe I too will be inspired to push myself a bit more and find new challenges in my mid-60s. Next week, I'll be speaking to Sarah Barnes. She's a wonderful Yorkshire woman in her 60s whose life took on new meaning after major surgery. She's also the author of two books and an avid cold water swimmer. Thank you so much for joining me on today's Retirement Rebel Life After 60. I'm truly grateful for your time and your willingness to embark on this journey with me. If today's conversation sparks something within you, or if you've your own rebel story to share, I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out through our social media channels or email and let's keep the conversation going. Email us on podcast at retirementrebel.co.uk. And remember, if you found value in our time together today, consider sharing this episode with a friend who might also enjoy and benefit from our Retirement Rebel community. Spreading the word helps us grow and continue to challenge the narrative around Life After 60. All of our details can be found on retirementrebel.co.uk. Retirement Rebel Life After 60 is written and hosted by me, Siobhan Daniels, and produced by the incredibly talented Matt Cheney. Join me again next week for another episode. Until then, keep embracing your inner rebel and living life to the fullest. Bye for now.